Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. This is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, we, we headed to Ghana, a fantastic story involving uh, a Villa fan club uh, over there, didn't we? It's true. Sorry, I'm laughing at the producer with his short arms trying to yeah, get as far away as possible. Yeah, socially this with incredibly short arms. Um, what yes, else? We went to Ghana. We had a chat about a, a company that makes sofas out of football kits. Yeah. We did. Um, Dave Kidd joined us. Far too much football being played at the moment, uh, he says. He'll tell us why. And we had a chat as well. So, um, (coughs) I've had it. You're all right, John. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, so I was reading uh, Dave Kidd's column. We're speaking to Dave uh, later yeah. on in the show. Uh, but I didn't know this, that uh, John Moss, and I presume this is true. It is true. I know what yeah, you're going to say, yeah. He owns a great record shop in Leeds, he apparently. He does, yeah. Is it called the Vinyl Whistle? I think it's called something like that. It should be. No, I think it is. Is it? I think it actually is. That is is what it's called, Andy. He's beating you to it. That's what he's calling it. Yeah. Good name. I thought I was being clever there. He came here a very nice man, actually. As I say, it's a bit like watching Mm. all these shows. You you, you get these make value judgments about Mm. people as referees, you know what they're like. John came in once when you were on holiday. Oh, And we had a chat with him, and he was was very good value. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's the same with everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Of course, Chelsea have been linked with the Wren keeper, Edouard Mendy, whose fee has just gone up a couple of million pounds, funnily enough. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. So what did you make of last night, then? Give us, tell us what you made of the game. I was kind of following it with you uh, well, on, I thought, on social media. Brighton looked like a team that had had a pre-season and played together all last year, and we looked like a, a day one of a pre-season experiment. <laughs> I mean, well, they Chelsea didn't have a lot all... of new faces in it, did they? Yeah, you, really? and it wasn't that. It was the this formation, the just the, everything about. I mean, fortunately for Chelsea, Zuma had a great game. Kante was back to full form, and G- James played really well. Yeah, and so they were quite solid in defence. Uh, I just thought going forward, they, you know, the passing was appalling, and uh, you know, Werner looked good, but uh, Havertz, you know, he, 
he was a bit lightweight, really, to me. But, you think um, you're a tall Mesut Ozil? You're <laughs> a tall Mesut Ozil. <laughs> you're I, just I was, a tall Mesut Ozil. Oh, a bit flimsy. I think he needs to hit the weights. I th- I but think, I did it. I, I think was you impressed. See enough. You could see enough. Yeah. There. I mean, look, he is a good player. It's going to take him a while to adjust. Oh know. yeah. When he when he ran back and chased back and made that tackle, I was yeah. very impressed with that. And mm. some of the laying off was terrific. So yeah. But um, the one you're worried about is Loftus Cheek. He's yeah. so off the pace. I mean. Yeah, it's a player I love. I, I I even sent him a message through Instagram on on Sunday, just saying him good luck tomorrow. Just go for it. Trust your talent. Believe in yourself. He, ne- he but, needs a few sessions with a sports psychologist, doesn't he? You feel like it's all sort of mental with him, really. He, I don't know what does, he, he doesn't seem to have confidence. Does he, he? I think there's so much caution in his game. There was a point where the ball came to him, and Werner made a brilliant run, and all he had to do was volley it forward. But he's so thinking concerned, he just volleyed it sideways. You think, no, don't do that. <laughs> you know, and then when he was through one on one, and there was one point where he lost the ball three times in about thirty seconds. I'm thinking, you know, I'd rather keep yeah. Barkley at the moment, just loan him out. I think he just needs games, he needs confidence, and uh, you know, it's, it's just not happening for him. But Lamptey, what a player he is! I mean, it was difficult for Chelsea; they had to let him go, really. Although you could have played James in midfield, by the look. Of it. Yeah, that's very true. He looks really a top prospect. Brighton have done well there, and I thought Brighton themselves. Play well, but it was the same problem they had last year. They just didn't take their chances. No, had they taken, had they scored, it might have been a different game. Mm. Uh, Wolves did well though. That was a very good result yeah. at Sheffield United, and you know they're not the sort of team you want to concede twice to. You know, in the first six minutes. No, and uh, better second half though, Sheffield United. Show, but you know, if you think about Wolves having no distraction of Europe this year, it makes yeah. them like this year's Leicester, and they could be. Definitely challenging. Well, we're going to have a chat with Matt Murray very shortly about mm. that, the business they've done. We saw one of the new boys in action last Fatinia. night. I was thinking he ought to trademark his name for a health drink. <laughs> yeah, nice idea. Yeah. So anything else you've noticed, Andy? Uh, what else did I notice? Uh, yeah, well, there's quite a few quite a, quite a a few things. Oh, yeah, this woman who walked... You see this story? A woman, hmm. she was bored, so she decided to walk from Leeds to the Isle of Wight yeah. to get fudge. Yeah. And I was thinking, I looked it up, I Googled it. There's a shop in Leeds called O Fudge. They sell lots of different ranges of fudge. Oh, blimey. She'd be gutted now you've told her that. <laughs> but, I mean, the boredom... Would her boredom have been sainted by a walk, uh, you know, into the centre of Leeds to buy some fudge? She, she obviously was on a bit of a yeah. odyssey, wasn't she? Yeah, she was bored in so, lockdown, yeah, yeah. so she wanted to, to walk to... I mean, you can't walk to the Isle of Wight, no. obviously. That would take some doing. But... Um, mm. I mean, can you think of anything you've done over the years in, in moments of extreme boredom? Is, no, is, there, is, I, there, is there anything that you... I can't remember the time and last time yeah. I was extremely bored. I Apart from, oh, I know, watching Sari's football. My, that was incredible. Years ago, my, my, me and my mate Dave, we were. It was one bank holiday afternoon. We were sort of sitting in his garden at about uh, sort of midday, and mm. it was a bit of a boring. We were, I don't know what we were about, 19, 20 or whatever. Mm. And we said, uh, what should we do? Uh, so we decided to drive to Barry Island, where our mate Watty <laughs> was working at, uh, from North at the Butlins. Yeah. <laughs> so we just drove there. We thought, it won't well, take us three hours. We'll get Watty. And mm. we didn't even check. There was no such thing as mobile phones. So we didn't know how to get in touch with him. Mm. So we just rocked up on the basis that he was or wasn't working uh, that night. Was so, he? Uh, uh, no, he wasn't, as far as I remember. He was working when we first got mm. there. Look, a shock on his face. Um, <laughs> we rocked up. But I think we had a few beers in the evening and then sort of um, slept in the car and uh, and came back the following day, if I remember rightly. That sounds fun. But see, that was a moment of just abject boredom sitting yeah. in the garden. So you do daft things sometimes, yeah, I think. Yeah, I suppose that's so, true. I mean, it's not like walking to the Isle of Wight from Leeds for fudge, but, no. you know. Anyway, if you've, if long, you've got any, anything you've done in that uh, sphere... 
Um, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. It was born of boredom. He'll be uh, happy I mentioned O Fudge in Leeds. <laughs> you might get yourself a <laughs> little box. box. Do you like Fudge? No. Oh, okay, fantastic. It's a place in Edinburgh that sells it. They make it in the, on the show. Oh, it's the What's sweetest. What's your problem with Fudge? It's so sweet. Well, it needn't be. Well, when is it? it? Get, get what fudge li- isn't sweet? <laughs> I like seven one seven. Savory fudge. This is the Premier League started, so let's focus on what fudge isn't sweet. Sugar-free fudge. Well, they put a lot of sweetener in that's it. A lot, that's let's leave sweet, it. Right? Just leave it. And um, uh, do you see that Rolex? Where well, can I get this one in? Oh yeah, they're Ro- not going to send you one of them. You've got more chance of getting fudge. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Rolex are doing what they always do when one of their athletes wins something. They've and Dominic Theme or Team Theme Theme Team. Well, it doesn't matter. Really. Team Theme. It says congratulations, Dominic, on your first Grand Slam title. And you get the whole thing. Of course, they forget to mention that uh, Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal are all missing and no problem. But well done to Dominic. Okay, that's made him feel special today. <laughs> I don't think you'll be called upon to be um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek's sports psychologist for stuff like that. No. Well done, Dominic, but you're only one because the big players weren't there. But well done. Here's a free watch. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We should have guessed our old mate Andy Smart has done something in a, a mad moment of boredom. This appears in his fine book, A Hitch in Time, which mm. we recommend. AA Books. That's very good. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> not A.A. Milne. Uh, when uh, Freddie Laker introduced £99 returns to New York mm. in 1978, I was bored at college, so flew out, bust to Springfield, Ohio, surprised some friends on an exchange trip in their dorm room. So that's a there nice we are. Thing to that's do, a yeah. good thing. So it was done in the name of boredom. Tell us your stories. Producer's gone absolutely mad. He said there was a player <laughs> in the 60s called Mickey Fudge who played for West Brom. Yeah. Should we get him on? I said, are you all right? What's. <laughs> The problem with that is... What's it, in his water bottle? Well, it's quite it's quite a fun idea, but then once Mickey's come on and we said, hello, Mickey... Yeah. Be, it could be a bit yeah. egg, well, a bit fudgy, couldn't yeah. it? I mean, I think we could speak a bit of West Brom to him, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just think we're, we're clutching... I think we're clutching, I think we're clutching at straws, aren't we? But you can't keep telling us uh, whether you're a fan or not until yeah. two o'clock. But anyway, more... It's a shame you didn't play for Everton in a certain sense. Yes, yeah, that's right. Did that... Well, we had one of the questions we could have asked, Mickey. That, did that move to Everton... <laughs> That's toffee, though. It's not fudge. They're not, well, called, they're not called the fudges, are they? Well, you know, it's a sim. They're in the same family, the fudge Although, and the toffee, course, aren't they? Gary Myers told us it's just wheat toffee, not yeah. all that. So I think he's um, got a point, really. Okay, let's move on. Although, I was going to, like, what we're going to move on to is a kind of hard-hitting <laughs> yeah. sports news story, but it's not. It's the, it's the prospect of you having your furniture, your mm. sofa, your three-piece suite, upholstered in club colours. Now you think that can't be done, yes. but it can because it's a company called uh, Big Doug uh, that do it. Yeah. And they've done one in Manchester United's third kit, and it was it is so unlike a football kit. It, it, it just looks like quite a oh, nice a picture looks like it, quite yeah. a nice sofa design. Yeah, isn't it's it? lovely. Uh, Polly McLennan is from Big Doug Furniture. Good afternoon, Polly. Hi, Paul. Hi, Andy. Thanks uh, so much for having us on the show. No, it's, it's pleasure. It's a pleasure. A really We're quite nice intrigued item. by this. Um, <laughs> uh, so, do, will you will you do it to order? Will you cover any anybody's or we uphold anybody's furniture? Or is it only certain clubs you do? Oh well, yeah. As you say, these are made to order, so any fan can have one made. Um, all they need to do is get in touch with us, so they can get hold of us at marketing at bigdog.co.uk. Right. Send over the details of their chosen team kit, and then we can get it made. Now, the only thing is the material that most football shirts are made out of, they, they feel kind of quite sort of flimsy and not that particularly hard-wearing. How does it work as a as a kind of a, a cover for something like a sofa or an armchair? 
Well, um, we're actually working with a UK specialist in bespoke patchwork upholstery on the project. So Winston Upholstery, they're based in Gloucester, and they can basically ensure that the chair is fire-resistant, finished to a beautiful standard. It has a lining that's put behind it, which makes it all safe, um, and they just do a fantastic job. Okay. I think it's really nice. And uh, reading about it, it's got 20, it's made from 25 different shirts, if yeah. that's right. And I mean, <laughs> that means right. it's not going to be cheap. No, £2,400, something like that. Well, yeah. So obviously, some of the shirts um, only display their recognisable pattern on around a quarter of the shirt. Right. So, like the new Manchester United third kit, um, we'd need plenty of those as the back's white. Um, and so at £70 a shirt, they're, they're not cheap, but we know how important it is for the money from the fans to go to the real club. So we would make sure that everything is ordered from the official team shop and we would give them receipts to prove it. Right. So you, is it is it come is this covering their existing sofa or it's a, a sofa that you cover and supply? Is that the way it tends to work? <laughs> yeah, so it's one of our tub sofas. Um, right. We actually already sell them on the website. Mm-hmm. So we take the tub sofa and deliver it to our upholsterer. Um, we deliver the kit shirts and then they go through a process of basically chopping it up um, and getting that all um, arranged and, and sewn on for us, made safe, and then we deliver it to whoever would like to buy one. Okay. I was reading this one, there's this Chelsea, this Man City, there's a Spurs kit, but you don't want a white sofa, do you really? You want the away kit, really? Yeah, we have the bright yellows, the the green one, the, th- <laughs> the second kit uh, might work. You have to remove all the badges and the sponsorship, so it takes a, probably a little bit of design, doesn't it, to, to make it look... Uh, like a decent design once you've you've cut the kits up. Oh, definitely. It's not something that's uh, easy to do, and, and, and that's why we're using Winston Upholstery, because they're just absolutely fantastic. Mm. So um, uh, what sort of uptake have you had on this? You had a lot of interest? Well, we only launched this um, at the weekend, obviously, with the new premiere season starting. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, really why we did it is because we were so aware that there's so many fans that want to get back beside the pitch, and with the new government update on the rule of six and everything like that we know that there's lots of people that are going to be stuck at home so it's just something really fun and and special to have it'd be a nice thing for the club mm. reception wouldn't it of one of the premier league clubs oh, yeah. the idea they have these in the little reception area that's, that's would, good yeah that would look quite nice um well, yeah so we we sell over twenty thousand items for home and workplace so this actually is a reception chair <laughs> right okay oh, well right. Look, okay. i'll wait the right. call from manchester united Harry Maguire might fancy that in his living room. Who knows? It's, uh, but it, it works very well. Um, but you said not about 2,000... He wants one with an Olympiakos shirt. Yeah, <laughs> of course. He's a big fan. Uh, £2,400 is what people are looking at, but you've explained why, you know, a lot of, lot of work goes into mm. it. So that's, that's why it costs what it costs. And with all the delivery and, of course, the chair included as well. Oh, the chair as well. Fantastic. OK, well, uh, we wish you well, Polly. Thank you very much. Well, thanks so much for talking to us. There we are, Polly McLennan from Big Doug Furniture. B-I-G, that's a small I, D-U-G. If you want to get yeah. in touch and you fancy the idea of having the old sofa with the club colours. But as I said, it, it, it's obviously they have to put a lot of work into putting decent backing on it. And it. Would you like a little Chelsea sofa at home? I would, I'd love one, yeah. Okay. Really nice. I'm not sure the wife would see it in the same way, though. <laughs>
Okay, Hopefully fair not. enough. Well, we, my we, guess. Yeah, only minutes to go to find out whether ultimately you do like uh, fudge or not. Uh, will be uh, no no news yet on Mickey Fudge, but uh, uh, do get in touch uh, this afternoon. Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet TS Agent J. Um, Kenneth has has uh, ex- extended things. He says he's tried fudge cheese at Harrods. It's unusual, but strangely edible. He Ooh, says. Really, I know yeah. you you pop down there now and again, Andy. Well, I do. I'm going to give the old fu- give the old fudge cheese. Give that a crack. <laughs> Sounds terrible, really, yeah. doesn't it? Really? <laughs> I haven't been there for a while. I haven't. No, no. Okay, of course. I not. did think of popping in the other day for something, but I didn't in the end. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I was trying to get some uh, Japanese soup. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Where's Kevin Day when you need?" Yeah, him? I know. <laughs> Why don't you move to Japan? It was Japanese tea, Japanese soup. <laughs> It's not a bad idea. Now, coming up in the uh, next hour of the show, we're going to have a chat with Dave Kidd from the Sun. Very interesting piece. It's about the sheer amount of football that the players are being My Monday morning rants on Kashmiri antlers will be worth listening yeah, to. It will be. Once you get into a team that you support, that would be good. I don't think they called that. I think they called something else. Okay. Uh, okay. It can't be Kashmiri. It can't, can it? Isn't it Kashmiri antlers? Kashmiri antlers. Kashmiri antlers. You get... Wrong you'd antlers. Have, you'd have someone on Clips of the Week for that, <laughs> wouldn't you? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. The poll is closed. The nation has spoken. Some Mm. 1,740 people with nothing better to do have told us, 67% of them have told us, they like fudge. Mm -hmm. Uh, 29% don't. 4% didn't know. Um, So thank you. What was the point of that? Thank you, everybody, who uh, who bothered (laughs) to take part. It it is much appreciated. Um, 
I don't know what it tells us. I don't know where it takes us, Andy. Nowhere. But it was a bit of fun. It was. It was. It was. It was. So, uh, John from Ealing, off the back of our chat there with uh, the big Doug people who, who will cover your sofa mm. in a club shirt of your choice, or 25 of them they have to buy to do a decent job, mm, so yeah. it's not cheap. John from Ealing says, you have to change your sofa every time a club changes shirts. Imagine the kids <laughs> will be on your case. <laughs> Dad, we can't have the old shirt on the sofa. We're going to have to have yeah. a new one. That's true. So, um, joining us now, though, to talk a bit of football and uh, his fine column today, which we very much enjoyed, as always. It's not often a, a sports writer has his uh, column uh, illustrated by a picture of John Cleese and Terry Jones in the Monty Python <laughs> film The Meaning of Life with Mr Creosote and the waiter saying to him, and finally, monsieur, are you for Thin Mint? UEFA Thin Mint. <laughs> That's very yeah. good. Very, very good. good. But it was uh, a good point, too. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't know what we're going to do about it, but... You know, the, it feels like there's too much football. Dave Kidd from The Sun joins. Good afternoon, Dave. Hello, gents. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank Good. you. The, the, the can point... I, can, I, yeah, can I just, can I just uh, say that the, the, UEFA, the UEFA Thin Mint pun, which is outstanding, with yeah. a guy called Phil Bryant in our office, is a genius, and he never gets his name in the paper, so he needs... Uh, a bit of um, a bit of love. So. Yeah, we salute Phil for that. He wasn't it, a bloke. Was a he did the other line. day. There was a great line in the Sun about uh, the subs and the caption writers often don't get, they don't get the credit. Do they, they come up with some corking stuff? I used to annoy me when I didn't get the credit. Now the reason they've done this and they've illustrated it in this way because you made the point uh, really about just the amount of football that's coming up, including uh, an England friendly against New Zealand. Whose idea was that? Yeah, um, because you said it is a bit like Mr. Creoso having the one yeah. more wafer thin mint. In the end, it, it's you know the explosion of, is going to come, isn't it? Mm. Of course. Yeah, the, these friendlies. I mean, you know, I suppose the Nations League was supposed to get rid of these meaningless friendlies. Not that we were particularly um, enjoying the Nations League last week because there were two shocking games England played in against Iceland and Denmark. But um, but now um, England decided to cram in a friendly. So, you know, the next two international breaks will be triple headers, three games in the space of a week. I'm sure Southgate will be changing it up, particularly for that New Zealand game. I can't imagine too many first-choice players will be playing, but it, uh, it really was the match that made you think, my God, you know, we really have reached a saturation point here. Who wants to tune in and watch England play New Zealand when they're going to be playing, I think, Iceland and Belgium within the next few days anyway? I mean, it's uh, it really is one too many. Um, and I think I mentioned in the column, that you know, um, it, it does seem as though football's governing bodies, you know, have, have, have totally discounted the possibility of another, you know, a second wave and, a, and another lockdown because you think you want to put extra wriggle room in, in your fixture list rather than actually piling on even more games, which is what they've been doing in a short space of time. So um, it, it really does seem like overkill. I love my football as much as you guys do, but um, this is this is, seems like too much. And I think you know, um, Paul, you know about uh, Tottenham's run coming mm. up in the next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is particularly ludicrous. So, you know, it, it's uh, it is too much. Eight games in 18 mm. days, as, as you point out. Well, they might with, not go with, through against Plovdiv. Well, with travelling as they well, with, with travelling you know, overseas twice or three mm, times potentially it, in that uh, period, yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, and Plymouth in between, isn't it, I think? So. Yes, yeah, so Plymouth or, or, or in, yeah. I think or, the, in, yeah, the, the problem is that it's a perfect storm, isn't it? Because of the loss of TV yeah. money and because of the loss of fans, <clears throat> mm. they can't... Yeah. Do what they should have done, which was say, "Let's forget the Carabao Cup this year. Yeah, let's Absolutely, just forget yeah. it." But they can't That's because right. TV demands, well, and all games the games are on iFollow, which means yeah. the clubs are going to generate revenue. All the clubs yeah. are going to generate revenue, which is important. 
That's true. I mean, they've lost their, I mentioned also in the column, you know, it's, you know, the fact that, that they're losing, entirely losing their match day revenue. It doesn't seem very, very um, likely now that we're going to be getting even like 20, 25% of supporters back in October, as we'd hoped. Um, there won't, probably won't be any quite possibly till after Christmas. That further impacts on, on clubs' finances and makes them more and more beholden to TV money. And they're, you know, desperately trying to jump through hoops to, to, to sort of get as much TV money as they can. And that means more and more football. And I don't, you know, I, I I think we, we don't tend to be t- too sympathetic towards, you know, Premier League footballers moaning about being overworked. But when they are playing that amount of games, the quality is going to degenerate and players are going to get injured. Um, you know, I highlighted Kane, you know, given Tottenham's, Tottenham and England's um, fixture list, I highlighted Harry Kane. Harry Kane has been, you know, spent a lot of time on the uh, injury list during the last three seasons, I think. So, um, you know, it's only going to get worse if, if you're playing that many games. I mean, we, we, we maybe won't shouldn't be surprised if, if we get to the European Championship next summer and, and our players are flogged. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, because most in most other countries, big European countries, <clears throat> excuse me, they have they have to, um, sort of phased out their yeah. third cup competition, haven't they? That's right. I, th- I think as well, I was going to mention that um, Gareth Southgate, despite the fact of his New Zealand game being put in, he made a very good point during the international break of saying, given that the, um, the, the 2022 World Cup's going to be in winter and that's going to cause fixture chaos anyway, there surely could have been a way where all the governing bodies, FIFA, UEFA, would have got together and then could have actually um, moved things back a bit because you know the, the fixture list in two years time is going to is going to be messed up anyway why couldn't they have extended this season moved the euros back a little bit further and, and, and had a bit of a knock-on effect like that to stop it being quite such a saturation this year and i think that was a very good point um but um not really backed up by the fact of this new zealand match coming in to, to the equation as well and gareth himself you know he's going to get so many crafts you wait and see what happens yeah. before you know the, yeah. the players are going to pull out like mad and in the end know. you know it's all about next summer i mean i had this i mean i really respect henry winter but we had this sort of debate on air and he loves international football and thinks it's really important. I just thought those two games before the season were completely ill-conceived. I, I know they, they were there were, to, yeah. for the federations to make money and TV money yeah. and stuff like that, but from the players' point of view, they're an absolute disaster. Southgate yeah. learned completely nothing about his players other than no. the two that, you know, transgressed. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it had no relevance to next summer whatsoever. Yeah. No, that's right. It, it, it's it's far too much, and I think that the Nations League. I think we quite enjoyed it more than we thought we would the first time around against uh, Spain and Croatia and England, putting some good performances. And you thought, well, yeah, this is a bit a bit better than just meaningless friendlies. But now we've got these games being crammed in before the season, and then we've got extra friendlies being crammed in as well as the the, the remaining Nations League games. It really is, um, as I say, overkill for certain at the moment. Um, finally, you, you, as Andy mentioned earlier on, you you mentioned the vinyl whistle, the shot in uh, Leeds owned <laughs> by the son, <laughs> Premier League uh, referee John Moss and uh, have you had him on? No, we haven't. I mean, John. He's, getting one. he's brilliant. He loves his indie music. He's got yeah. great taste. I did a piece with him like a few months ago for the paper, and then I popped in there when I was in the, in the area a week or two ago. Yeah, he really does know his stuff. Does he work in there as well when he's when he's not yeah, travelling the country? Went in. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. So this obviously during the brief off season. So he was behind the counter a couple of Saturdays ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good man. He, he certainly knows his music very well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. That's good news that Fletch was bringing us here about the EFL clubs. It's small crowds, but it's a start, isn't it? Yes. And I think after the rule of six thing, everybody felt that that wasn't going to happen for a while. But Martin Ziegler's been right across that, and we'll catch up with him.
from the Times very shortly. It will tell us more. Yeah, it's to be hoped, isn't it? Mm. And uh, yes, never mind what about the nurses. The new weapon to bash footballers is with is oh yeah. Captain Sir Tom Moore. Uh, okay. Lim Fairbrother wrote to the Sun today. Captain, Can he play up front for Spurs? <laughs> I think he could, actually. Mm. Captain Sir Tom Moore's appearance on Piers Morgan Life Stories ought to be compulsory viewing for young footballers. They could learn a lot from Sir Tom. Well, they probably could, but, you know, yeah. you don't need to send that in, do you really? You get the idea there. Mm. And um, <laughs> though Greenwood and Foden were complete idiots, no question about it, mm-hmm. the two girls involved are really milking this story for all it's worth. Every day there's a little bit more. They should be sponsored by Unigate. Honestly. <laughs> lovely, stop milking lovely milking it. reference there. Yeah, I ridiculous. think people still know what Unigate is, don't they? Well, I think you they didn't do, go yeah. down the United Dairies route, did you? <laughs> I didn't really. Fantastic. Know. Good. Nice <laughs> contemporary reference. And even though the schools are back, Bournemouth Beach was packed yesterday. Ah, the benefits of working from home. I'll tell you what, they won't they won't be dancing. They won't be dancing on Bournemouth Beach at the moment because Bournemouth under twenty threes are being put to the sword by Torquay United. No. And the producer keeps coming popping in with goal flashes that we're refusing to <laughs> pass on to the listeners. Yeah, but Bournemouth are playing tonight in the Carabao Cup and probably using some of their young players. So it's probably I mean, a, this is a, a Bour- very, very this young is a real team. basic Bournemouth select that you're turning over. <laughs> really. Steve Fletcher's probably playing. He's seeing it as some sort of turning point, some sort of watershed <laughs> moment for his club. In the, we'll look it back on the, the win against really, the uh, third string Bournemouth as the moment when, yeah. when it all started happening for Torquay United, but we'll see. And Jeff in Durham uh, wrote to the Daily Star today. Did saying, he? Yeah, oh, not, su- not surprised Question of Sport has been axed. Oh, dear. Well, it hasn't been axed. <laughs> Why write and write that? What's <laughs> the point, mate? Honestly. It's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Uh, the producer would be unhappy, though, because uh, cider crops uh, are... They're just basically... There's been a lack of people drinking cider, so a lot of the oh. apples are just going to go and rot, which is not great, You're going to have to get so. stuck in then, John, aren't so, yeah, you? He's yeah, a man yeah, who likes... Yeah, so. Talk about West Country stereotype. He drinks <laughs> very, cider. Very much. Fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you'll notice it's pretty warm today, so it's hotter than... Try and guess where it's hotter than today. Uh, um, That's a tabloid special. Death Valley. That's <laughs> probably, probably pushing it, isn't it's not it? Than... Can't fry an egg on your car, <laughs> no, can you? It's Hawaii. Oh, okay. It's hotter than Hawaii. Didn't you go to Hawaii once and it rained? Didn't you go? You it, told me once you went and it rained. I, for I about spent a about week. seven weeks in Hawaii in over two years. Really? I, I loved it. And what a great place. Seven weeks? Mm, I went for. I just went for a long holiday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's seven weeks off in their life. Well, you know, it was four weeks one year and three weeks the next. It was very nice, actually. Oh, sorry, OK. So it, it wasn't even one seven-week Honolulu, hit. it rained constantly, but, uh, but it was still very warm. And when it rains like that, they call it... Pineapple juice. That's oh, exactly. What they call it okay. Hawaiian yeah, style. Don't call it that in Manchester. <laughs> the um, yeah. So uh, Honolulu. What about that? Yes. Yeah. Is, is it, it all that? Oh, eight seven one seven. No, no. You weren't impressed. Yeah. What not really. It's when you get outside of Honolulu itself, then it's very nice. And the oh, other okay, islands are beautiful. Just some yeah. of the places that we're ever unlikely to well, go to. Well, it's a long time. I doubt we'll be going again. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, talk about um, uh, you're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Uh, yeah. I certainly felt like that when I realised that uh, Tottenham's game against Plovdiv on Thursday. <laughs> I was looking at Sky and BT and thinking yeah. no sign of it. And then uh, the club announced that it would be available. Available on Premiere TV. <laughs> You're not going to subscribe. Um, well, I, I think it's I'm I'm subscribed to La Liga TV, which is the part yeah. of the same family. But I don't think I'm on Premiere TV, <laughs> and I am at, at the stage, especially after the weekend, when I'm thinking a tenner really. 
I, I, I'm mm. at the point where I'm thinking, no, I don't think I can bring myself to do it. I don't fancy them in that game. I think Plov did my... Is it a, is it a one-off game, It's a one-off, it? oh, yeah. Yeah. But that might help Spurs, you know, they can do with that. They don't really... I mean, the trouble is they spent so much time, Jose, celebrating like mad when they got through to the... Europa yeah. League, but they're, so they're not really going to want to go out first time of all. Wishing Scott Dan got that one on target in the last minute, weren't we? And we wouldn't mm. have had to put ourselves through this. Um, it did remind me, though, I mentioned once before, it did remind me of the time that uh, I had to go and find a backstreet pub to watch Tottenham play Sparkassa Stockerell. And I've looked it up, mm. August 1991. And uh, this was a uh, Cup Winners' Cup prelim round first leg. And uh, I've f- I found this really. How did they get on? Uh, they won Gordon Jury goal. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. uh, Gary Lineker played that day. Paul Stewart, Vinnie Samways, Naeem, David Howes, uh, Gary Mabbock. I don't know the Sparkassa team. He was a good player. I used to like Vinnie Samways. Good yeah. player. But it was a really rough old pub uh, that uh, showed this game. It was, uh, I think, it might have been on the very early days of Satanta, and I mm. think most of the clientele have gone in had gone in there to watch the hurling. <laughs> <laughs> so when the football came on, they weren't happy, and we were the only two people who'd gone there to watch the football, not particularly interested at that stage in the GAA option, mm. which they'd gone there for. All the racing from. Uh, from uh, Punchestown, I thought we we're going to get our Punchestown <laughs> lights punched out. It was, it wasn't pleasant. I've never left the pub so quickly in my life. <laughs> so there we rate. are. I may, I may have to be going to do that again. Well, it's all changed around the back streets of King's Cross, though. It will all be polenta. Oh yeah, it's nice there now. Oh yeah, yeah lovely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Andy, you're just telling me that the sale of chewing gum and mints have mm. uh, have, have fallen Plummeted, off. Yeah. It's, You've got a theory, haven't you? Well, it's uh, it's been borne out by the analyst Nielsen, who know a lot of, more about it than I have. Yeah. Uh, top mint brands Trebor and Mentos had combined losses of almost six million in the period. Extra wow. suffered a thirty-five percent decline. Wow. And it says gum and mints are mostly about freshening breath or reducing stress in social situations, and we're socialising far less, so you can't wow. get near anybody. So it doesn't matter if you've got bad breath. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Joining us now, Ali Tosis. No, it's not true. Anyway. Uh, anyway, we are um, heading over to Ghana. Now, this is a fantastic story. Uh, and uh, they will be dancing in the streets uh, of uh, little village Zwaben in, um, in Ghana today because Jack Grealish has just signed another five-year deal. This is because uh, many people in the village are huge Aston Villa fans. It is a great story, mm. so we head there now. And uh, Nathan Quow is a broadcaster for City 97.3 FM over in Ghana. Nathan, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon, guys. Yeah, look, this is this is a, a, a wonderful story, um, and it, it's really all down to one one of the uh, one of the people that lives in the village, whose grandfather uh, was a Villa fan, and it, it seems to have inspired everybody else there. Yes, that that is very true. Um, the gentleman in question, I mean, this this man died ten years ago, but his grandson, he's called um, Boati Amando. So he took the love from for Aston Villa from his granddad. He said his granddad used to tell them stories of the great Villa sides of his time, and his favorite player was the God Paul McGrath, and that kind of that created a lot of mystery <laughs> around McGrath and Villa and all of that. So Boati Amando decided to follow Aston Villa, and he has more or less turned the entire village or a large part of the village into a number of Villa fans. So he, his friends, the young men and women in the village, they all support Aston Villa. They go to watch Villa games whenever they are on cable TV. They pay a little money to go and watch the games. And like you said earlier, with um, 
they're really signing a five-year extension, they'll be absolutely delighted that they're keeping their favorite player, they're keeping their star man, and, and their love for Villa even gets deeper. Of course, this is only uh, a village. What about the rest of Ghana and Accra? Is it, has it sort of <laughs> is it a national story? Are people aware of this? <laughs> yeah, people are aware of this. Now, the story actually came to prominence sometime in 2019. Right. And this was late in 2019. It was even captured. Uh, it, was, it was done as a feature for the Premier League's worldwide feed and one of their programs. It got captured. So um, oh. when that story came out, it, it caught on quite well because in Ghana, people do not support Aston Villa. You're either supporting Man United... Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal. In the last few years, people have started supporting Manchester City. There are some Spurs fans, but it's usually the big four, the traditional four that have a lot of following. So for a 20-year-old or a 21-year-old to turn his entire village, to turn his friends and his age mates into Aston Villa fans, it's a very, very huge story. And it's very, very interesting seeing that. From what I understand, Nathan, uh, Awusu's grandfather uh, didn't actually live in Birmingham or work in Birmingham, but he worked with or for a family that obviously were Villa fans and he and they kind of got him enthused and that's how he became interested in that team. That, that is very true. His granddad, his late granddad did not work in England or Birmingham, but like you said, he had an affiliation with the family that followed Aston Villa and they excuse me, kind of passed on the bug. He caught it, and then we now have a village that, that has a lot of Villa fans. They even have a, a small club there. So they have a series of underage teams, under 12, under 15, under 17, and they are all called Aston Villa FC. And it's a way of keeping the young people occupied, keeping them fit, and their prayer is that one day they get to watch Aston Villa in the flesh at Villa Park, and they hope to generate a kind of relationship between themselves and Ghana and the main Aston Villa club in Birmingham, England. The local club, oh yeah, the local club wear the Villa colours, don't they? The, the local mm. team, I see. They do, and, they do, they yeah, do. It's they do. And, and if you watch, if you watch all the stories and pictures from that part of town, everybody has a Villa kid, either in a Villa, different types of Villa jerseys, Villa jackets, Villa paraphernalia, they themselves in Villa colours. I remember when Villa played um, Man City in last season's League Cup final. They went to find a place to watch the game. They were excited. They were getting a chance to see their club play on TV. They did not win, obviously, but they were happy that, that they were doing this. And they are very excited that this, this calling that they found, and they are happy that they are, they are part of this great family. Yeah. And it seems like the club hmm. have embraced it because you say everybody seems to have Villa shirts. There's clearly... Uh, and of different vintages, there's some. Remember the old one with the laces, Andy, yeah. in the 90s? <laughs> uh, and so, obviously, the club have embraced and made sure that that the fans over there have, have got shirts. Um, yes, yes. Um, from my investigations, yes, they, 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 they got a bit of help or some kind of support. Uh, they had some jerseys sent down to them to, to, to wear around and, and still keep the love going. So, that's that. But, you know, if you speak to a lot of people who are from that village, they do it because the gentleman in question, Boachi Amando, he's, he's a very popular gentleman in the neighborhood. And they, they, they just love his enthusiasm and they are supporting his love for Villa. And by extension, they've all become Villa fans. I mean, they have all kinds of songs. They sing, we don't know Chelsea, we don't know Man United, we don't know Liverpool, but we know Villa and Villa till we die. <laughs> It's great. It's yeah. a really lovely because story. Because we, we did hear last year when, or earlier in this year actually, when Villa signed Samata from, you know, the Tanzanian player, that, that again, back home, it, it was huge news. Yes, yes. And, and, and for, you know, for places like Africa, 
if you have somebody from your country signing for a top Premier League club or by extension like a top European club, all of a sudden people start to tune in. I remember I had some Nigerian friends at the time when JJ Okocha signed for Bolton Wanderers. Mm-hmm. They were mad Bolton fans for as long as he was there. <laughs> yes, brilliant. The, you know, the popularity of Chelsea in Ghana, I can say this, and, and, and a lot of people will not argue with me, that Chelsea's popularity in Ghana, for example, is down to Chelsea signing Michael Essien back in 2004, 2005. So yeah. once these things happen and people can relate to the person on the screen and say, he's from my country, that's it. People just generate some love and affinity for the club that person plays for, and, and it kicks off from there. Well, let, let's hope uh, they, yeah, they can have a little... Once crowds are back uh, and, and th- things are slowly returning to normal, let's hope a few people can come over from uh, Joao Ben and, and see a Villa game at Villa Park. That would be nice. Brilliant. The, that, that would be brilliant. That would be a, a, an experience for them. And you never know, you know, if, if, if Aston Villa in Birmingham is listening, they have a mad family down here in Ghana that loves them and maybe they, they can make it happen. If fans get back to the ground, why not? They can give them a treat, let them see their club in flesh and blood, let them enjoy the atmosphere of the whole end and of Villa Park and of the thrilling adventure that is the Premier League. That'd be a great little TV show for somebody, I think. It would be. So out there. <laughs> uh, brilliant, Nathan. Good to talk Thank to you. you. Thanks for telling us the story. All right, thank you very much for having me and all the best, guys. There we are, Nathan Quow there over uh, in uh, Ghana telling us uh, that story. And uh, there's some great footage I saw of of they get together every if there's a game that weekend Mm. in the morning of the match when it's going to be on the telly. Mm. Great big gang of people and they sort of jog down the street saying, they don't do that in Aston. (laughs) <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? It's good. It's, I'm sure the Villa fans, if it was my team, I'd be chuffed. So, uh, yeah, excellent story. So, guess loads of footage of it. Go and check it out. It's a nice one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. So, there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow from one. We'll build up to the US Open, plenty more football, etc. Uh, and some old clips from 2000 and something. Until then, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.